So what's your hat say, man? My hat? Uh, Punta Canta, or Punta Cana. What's a Punta Cana? Mm. It's in the Dominican, the Dominican Republic. Did you go? No, but my mom and my aunt did for a wedding. Oh, and they brought you back a hat. Oh, yeah, they brought me back a hat. They know I'm a hat guy. You know, if you're bald, you're always... You're a hat guy. Yeah, you're 90% of the time wearing a hat, especially if, you know, you live in Texas and you sweat. Because here's the thing that people with hair don't realize about being bald. You can sweat, you can, with your hair, a lot, before it starts running down your face. You yeah. can really sweat a lot before that. It takes me one bead of sweat to go down, and it's running right into my face. Mm-hmm. Like, the second I start sweating, I look sweaty, so that's why I wear a hat. Until, you know, from, like, mid-April to mid-September, hats are on. And from September to April, hats optional. Are you, like, a backwards hat guy ever? Uh, rarely. I'm a backwards hat guy if it's like a really like firm front part of the hat, like a really big hat. But if on a hat like this kind of looks weird on me, so I think if you tightened it, tightened it, it might look better. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fitting over like a blanket. Yeah, like it's just kind of laying on there. That's also the other issue with having a big head is hats sometimes like my, my I know my hat size is seven and three eighths. It's a very specific hat size. And if you got, if you're a dude with a big head, you know what your hat size is. Do you, Do you like like the fitted hats? Mm-hmm. I can't stand them. I need that hole in the front. I don't know why. The hole in the front? Not the hole in the front. Well, okay. So I wear it backwards. So oh, that, okay. That, this is the front. I'm fine with hats like that too. I need it. I can't do the flat like covering my whole head. It's not me. It's not you. Mm-mm. All right. Did you uh, have advice for us today or anything? Also, I guess before we get into that, I'm Hunter. That's Cody. This is Our Advice, Your Problems, Episode 16. Getting back into our usual form. We figured we'd do something special for Episode 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're old enough to drive now. Before, it was just the permit. We did something special. Anyway, your advice, Cody. Um, I don't really have any. I you just, don't have advice. I don't. I, did I you, say I was ready? I th- think you did, yeah. <laughs> all right, here's some advice. All right. This is Cody's pulling it out of his butt advice for all of y'all. So, so my dog, she's a husky, and she pulls like nobody's business. You can't when you're walk walking her. her. You can't walk her because oh. she will pull you down. She runs, she drives her legs, and don't get her started when she sees a bunny. So what you do is you get her a little face leash type thing that hooks over her mouth okay keep her loose enough so she can breathe but she can't pull you because she's pulling with her neck there's my little advice what's the name of the show this <laughs> is our advice your problems there you go it's it's this is more like your problems your advice for yourself i guarantee you there's a lot of people with um i'm just saying it's specific and cody go ahead and answer for us what is the question of the day that we'll be getting to last today how do I sleep through my mum's obscene snoring? There have been a couple British people asking yeah, questions. I like it. I just translate mum to mom when no, I read you gotta it. you got to read it and how it says. I well, like you know it. what? It'd mums. be great. Y- y'all heard it two episodes ago if I just slipped back in my natural voice more and more. And so if I read it like that, it'd be even funnier. How do I sleep through my mum's obscene snoring? <laughs> snoring. Yep. I like it. Mum. But first off, our first advice seeker, hit and run while parked at work. Best way to confront them? So if it's a hit and run, 
how do you know who it was? Because unless like you got their license plate or something, or the camera. That's what I was saying. It's at work, so I think it was like a coworker. So he didn't see it happen. He didn't put a note. But you know who did it because either got a camera or that same car's got a dent on it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he came up to you and was like, "Dude, I hit this car in the parking lot," and, and like, then you realized it was, like, your... was your car. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm not seeing it that way. I mean, let's just say, however it happened, you know who it is. I mean, I would be, and this is just my personality, because I don't get nervous about stuff like this. I'm just straight up going up to him. I'm like, dude, you hit my car. You know, let me get your insurance. Let me get your license. Uh, you know, I'm calling the cops because it was a hit and run. I don't care that I'm at work. I'm trying to get my crap settled. Was taken care yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. But make sure it was him that you have proof. Well, I mean, I'm assuming if you're going to confront a guy you work with, you better have proof. you're having proof going into this. So I got out to the parking lot after work, and I see a pretty significant scrape across my back bumper. Not a dent, but very visible damage with paint scraped off. I started taking photos of it and then realized the car parked next to me has what appears to be a matching scrape on their side facing my car basically it looks like the person scraped me while backing in i have their license plate number and their parking badge number we work on a military base so i assume it would be easy to get their identity from that at least also i'm pretty sure there are cameras in the parking lot what's the best way to go about this thinking of just getting their info and asking them to pay for the damage without having to go through insurance so neither neither of our insurances go up but i'm also worried about the confrontation given that they didn't try to own it up in the first place also how dumb to hit me and then park next to me lol i love that last yeah moment. that last part is true <laughs> now i like that they clarified this it's not a dent but it's just paint swapping back and forth basically it's a scrape mm-hmm. so i think they're correct and not wanting to report it to their insurance because all that's going to do you are going to get the money for it but it's not going to work out long term because your premium's going to go up. Mm-hmm. So I say you just confront the dude and you're like, "Hey, you know, you I give me like X amount of dollars for some touch-up paint." Yeah, I, I figure out who he is, but I, this is how you do it though. I think you you wait in your car at the military base. Just the dude hanging out in his car. Or, you know, I don't know, keep an eye on who it is. Well, that's the thing. It's a military base. It might be days before dude comes back to that's his car. That's true. Dang it. All right, so get his information. Yeah. And I want you to go up to him. And I want you to say, hey, can I show you something real quick? Mm-hmm. Walk him out to the parking lot. And I just want you to show him the scratch. And just see what he says. I want to get some... Some fresh reactions. You have a, 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 you've mentioned it another time before. You have like a confrontation style where you just like to put something out there and then just shut up and let it sit. I just like to see what happens. Like, how yeah. is he going to personally react? I know how I would react, right? I'd be like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know? Mm-hmm. But how is this person going to own up to it? Is he going to own up to it? What's going to happen? That's how I would do it. All right. And I'm, but you know, definitely confront it. I think oh, yeah. you should. Sorry. It's not a question of confront or not confront. It's how to confront. Also, Cody's dog, Cody's dog Coda, uh, just came in with her little squeaky toy. So, if y'all heard that? Never we does apologize. that. We're not recording. Is there has there been a podcast without either me or you or we bumped the microphone or there's some type of just noise? A clean, like noiseless. Yeah. And it's always when it's, it never happens when there's like a break in the conversation. It always happens while we're talking, so it can't just be cut out like that. Coda. Okay. 
you got to be the one to break her heart and either make her move. Or... I'll, be back. You read the next one? <laughs> I'll go ahead and read the next one for y'all. Advice on how to uninvite a friend to weekly watch parties without making them feel bad or left out. Okay, now this one's rough. So you're having a watch party every week, and one friend specifically, you're not canceling the watch party, you're leaving them out of the watch party. If you're me in this, I think it's just like a little side text outside of the group text. I'm not even mentioning it to the other people in the group. I'm just straight up telling them, hey, you know, I don't think this group dynamic is exactly working out. I think it'd be best if you stop coming to the watch parties. Cody, I don't know about you. I think that you need to definitely approach it with care and put yourself in that person's shoes. What would you want to be told? Right? Well, there's no easy way to do this. Yeah, I mean, there's no easy way, but you can lighten the load by putting yourself in the shoes. So how would you want? So if you want to say, I just, it's hard to say without knowing a little bit more detail, like why? Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully this person did something wrong that they clearly know, and you can just say, "Hey, well, I looked based at the context. Event, I'm looking at the context. There's 12 paragraphs, so you just talk for a bit, and I'll figure this out. <laughs> All right, because um, that's a hard thing to do. Like, I would never want to be told like, you're not invited to this event. Um, I don't know. You could maybe like stop the event, or 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 you could have somebody else hold the event that's in your group. Say, "Hey, can we do it at your place?" Um, make a new group message for it and let's just not include the other person and then you could and then you could tell that person and say hey I'm I'm watching it somewhere else we're not doing it at my place mm-hmm. and just leave it at that and then maybe we'll just fade away or something but that's all contingent on our is that person you don't want to bring are they friends with the people who you do want to bring and that's going to get across you know okay. and if that's the case you might just have to rip the bandaid off and just say hey I think it's best that based on this situation that you, you don't come to bachelor party anymore send a text set your phone down and go do something else because it's going to be awkward all right well i'll get more of your input here in a second because i read the context there's three important things to point out that this friend did one she overreacts to everything that happened like anything that happens she'll scream or say something really loud she also kept talking over the show and they had to rewind a lot which isn't something they normally have to do uh, another thing is that they'll uh, usually read live tweets about the shows, but this friend showed up late, and so they were behind, and then this the friend would interrupt the show to show them tweets about parts they hadn't seen yet. So they were being annoying, they are spoiling the show, and also they were making fun of someone else's religion while she was there, so... Yeah, this friend sounds like a bad person uh, that I wouldn't want to be around for anything. I don't know about you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that Man, this is tough because she didn't do anything like big that was like like we don't need you around anymore well like, i think like you punched somebody or got into a fight like i think, I think all that little stuff combined like it does it adds she up. has to understand she's not fitting into the group here but how do you like how do you approach that like if you approach it with reason like you showed up late so it screwed up all that you're talking too loud she could easily say like you're spoiling the show for us. You're making fun of this but person's religion. But this person could easily say, like, I am so sorry for the whole religion thing. I will be on time, and I won't Well, What does she do then when she... I think you just say, look, I'm sorry, but this is like a real small like little watch party group that we have. We're just going to keep it to you know me and Tom and Sheila, and you're not invited anymore. Yeah, you might just have to... Especially if you don't want to keep that friendship outside. Mm-hmm. If you just want to clean sweep, just do that. Pull the Band-Aid. 
We're making a lot of noises this podcast. We are, and I lot. don't understand I, I told why. you to talk into the mic as I punched the mic. Yeah. And I'm sorry, guys, the background noise. I think that's all you can really do is just rip the Band-Aid off and call it a day and just call it a, it's a lost friendship. All right. I mean, I, be nice. th- that, that's what I would do, too. And not necessarily a lost friendship, but this is a person that, you know, maybe it would be fun to go to a sporting event with them. Yeah. But you're not going to watch a TV show with them, right? But And this person will learn, because it's not going to be the only time that she's watching TV with friends or other people that she's doing this at. Yeah. And that she might need it. Yeah, that's true. I mean... You might be helping her out long-term by telling her this. I think so, too. You've been helped. When are you too old to make your birthday a big deal? I don't think there is an age. Now, let me put it like this. There's no age where it's too old to make your birthday a big deal, but there is an age where it's too old to make every birthday a big deal. Does that make sense? Yes, there's there's ages that don't need to be a big deal. Yeah. But when you turn 80, that's a big deal. Yeah. Let's celebrate. Like, 75, we, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, we just turned 24. 28? Yeah. Mm, maybe a night out with friends. Call it a night. Yeah, maybe. like, I mean, for any birthday, you can always do night out with friends or yeah, family, exactly. you know. Uh, go out to dinner or get a couple drinks or something. But 34, I don't need to be having 30 people over with catering at this pool party, white table, mm. you know, catering a big everything. You know, let's... Absolutely not. Easy. So here's what I would say. I think 18 or less, every birthday's a big deal. And then from there, mm-hmm. you have... 20, 21, 25, 30, and then it just goes in fives. 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. Okay. Are you, do you think 35 is really a, a staple? I mean, it's, it's not a staple birthday, but I think every time... I feel like there's a gap between the fives. I think it goes 25, 30, 40, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75. Okay, so 35 and 45 just get left out. But 25, so. 25 and 55 are still a I think so. I think that's the, the end of the beginning. Yeah. Okay, the end of the beginning and the well, beginning of the end. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's kind of... Do you agree? I mean, I don't think a 35th birthday shindig is really something yeah. I'm going to be, like, supportive of. I okay. mean, I'll show up if so, you invite so me. I'll be happy. We'll do 25, we'll do 30. Do we'll do 25, then we'll do 30, 40, 50, and then you go back to fives. 55, 60, Is 55 a good one? I think it is. I think 55, 55. is good. I yeah. don't know, maybe. Maybe should 55 should be, like, a medium one. Yeah, and then let me add this into. Let me add this into. Once you hit eighty, kind of reverses itself. You you and your family can do a big thing for eighty, eighty one, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four, eighty five, eighty six. But how big are they really getting? You're not getting too big. You know, it's just your. I mean, it's bigger because your family's bigger at that point, right? Yeah. But. Well, but that's. I think it's more than just a dinner. It's like yeah. a house gathering, right? Yeah, like exactly. On a Saturday Which at, in your eighties or your nineties? That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I like it. I think we've set yeah. the standard now. I think this needs to okay. get out there. So, just to recap, everything under eighteen and under, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-five, thirty, forty, fifty, fifty-five, sixty, sixty-five, seventy, seventy-five, eighty, and then every year beyond eighty. All right, I, I like, like that. I like it. I like that. Let's get to the context. So I've never been into big celebrations for my birthday. Inviting my two to three closest friends to my house for a cake with my friend and watching a movie is all I've ever done for the last 15 years. I'm going to be 25 now, and I did it, and I did it first when I was turning 10. 
I'd love to do something a little more than that for this birthday since I'm turning 25. Is 25 too old to have a birthday celebration? Is it weird or selfish to plan a trip slash meal slash day slash day? That's just for me, question mark. How does it work as an adult wanting to have a birthday celebration? Do I invite people to a dinner? If I want to do a weekend trip, am I responsible for paying for my friends who can go? Obviously not everyone can afford expensive trips or meals. I'm a teacher, not a millionaire, so it would be reasonable and I wouldn't hold it against anyone who can't swing it. Okay, now 25, that's one of the ones that we so said you're to good go to for. Go. Yeah. Now 26, don't do this. 30, do it. Yeah, so 25, this is your chance, yeah. your only chance. Don't come asking me about your 26th birthday, but I'm glad this guy is no. in our criteria. Yeah, now, but here's the thing, though. We're not saying don't celebrate your 26th. We're just saying take, you know, your no, girlfriend. Yeah, no trips. Yeah, no weekend trips with your teacher yeah, friends. Yeah, you, you take you, know? you and your girlfriend go out for dinner or something, or maybe your family. Yeah, you with know? your family, or even, yeah. like, uh, I, I still like the 26th through 29 or all those in-betweens. Mm-hmm. I like the Saturday afternoon gathering okay at the house yeah grilling something like that i like that and okay but here's the difference between 26 through 29 versus 25 or 30 you know let's say you have a saturday afternoon grilling and you invite five or six people i i think those five or six people are compelled to come for 25 and 30 for 26 7 8 9 it's optional if you have other plans or you just don't feel like it that's fine for 25 and 30 you better be coming unless you have something going on right yeah i agree okay now with the trip thing and i i i'm curious about that too should you pay for your friends on there because hmm. like like for instance if i go to top off for somebody like on my birthday today with my friends mm-hmm. i kind of expect it to be like split up yeah, or maybe like the games or something. But because like at our age, we're not rich. We're twenty four. We're still trying to figure out how to get finances and all that stuff. So I think everyone should just split it if they can. If they can't come, then cool, you know. Exactly. Oh. So, but with a vacation, like do, I, I would just present it as if you want to, everyone would be paying for themselves. Um, on this day, we would be celebrating, you know, my birthday that evening. Yeah. So maybe make the vacation not specifically birthday vacation, but maybe a vacation with your birthday in it. Yeah. And I think the way that you go about this birthday vacation, if you're inviting people to it, you treat it the same way as like a destination wedding, where it's like, okay, the, you're going to have to pay for your ticket over here. Maybe, you know, I'm covering the hotel or the Airbnb or wherever we're staying. But you're kind of handling your flights and your meals and all that. Does that make sense? I like it. And like, I'd say if you have the means to do so, do it that way. I, I have one group of friends that like we go on like guys trips together like once or twice a year. Uh, back in February, we had a cabin in Oklahoma. Uh, and then you actually got invited to it for me twice. <laughs> I have made it. Made yeah, cut. We have in the next month potentially going to San Marcos and going to float the river. But, you know, how we always do that is, like, uh, the two guys, Blake and Mitchell, always come up with it. They just get a group text, tell everyone about it. No one's compelled to come. And if you can come, you know, you just pay for your share of it. And I think this, with your birthday, it's the same way. I agree. Okay. You've been helped. You have. And we're moving on, finally, to our last question of the day, the one that we previewed, y'all been waiting for. How do I sleep through my mom's... I can't say mom's. How do I sleep through my mom's obscene snoring? It just sounds so wrong to say... Mom's... How do I sleep through me mommy's obscene snoring? <laughs> you did good. That was good. <laughs> I think like a little like five-year-old British kid just walking in the room. <laughs> Mommy, why do you keep snoring so loud? 
you're keeping me and my brother Bartholomew all awake. <laughs> What'd you say? You're what? keeping me and my brother Bartholomew all awake. Bartholomew. Bartholomew. Yeah. I can't say that. Bartholomew. It's hard to say That's it. Really hard. You said it really well. That's why I was like... Well, if you do it with it, like Bartholomew, Bartholomew is hard to... or It's hard to say, but if you do it British... Bartholomew, it's easy. It's easier. Bartholomew, it's a lot easier. Bartholomew isn't a part of this. How do I sleep through my my mum's obscene snoring? I'm gonna read this one in a British accent when I go through it. <laughs> All right. Um, so my father snored, still snores like super loud. Yeah. But I'm a deep sleeper, so it didn't really bother me. But mm. if I could hear him, I just yelled, "Dad." Yeah. Dad, and wake him up. He would I mean, stop. That's bad snoring if you're hearing it from another room. Yeah. Man. Um. I've heard people doing earplugs. You can either get a sleep number, raise it up a little bit to where mm-hmm. their angle's different, get some nose strips. Yeah. Or you're just going to have to learn to seep through it if that's if none of those are options. I've never done either of these two, but the thing I do, and I don't do this in order for it to produce noise, it's just something I do that has a happy side effect of me not hearing anything. Like if the door gets knocked on or if the dogs are barking, I have no clue. Number one is I always sleep with the floor fan on in addition to my ceiling fan. Because I, I would sleep in a, in a freezer if there was a big enough one for me to sleep in every night. No, seriously, in the winter, like when, it, when we had a snowstorm and it was like 15 degrees, window wide open in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stuffed towels around the door so none of the cold air would escape anywhere else. But I love sleeping in an icebox, man. Um, I was going somewhere with this. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, sleep, I sleep with that floor fan on. And that floor fan does create white noise. Additionally, sometimes, I don't really do this anymore, but something I used to do is on Spotify, there'd be a playlist of rain sounds. And, you know, you just put that on, you jack it up, you know, the volume all the way as high as it will go. You just plug your phone in and go to bed. I do. I like that. The rain noise and all that stuff. Yeah. Also, get like an air purifier. A little bit oh, louder okay. than a fan. I put it actually right next to my bed because I have like allergies from my dogs and stuff. So I put it right there. Huh. And we sleep on it, sleep with it now, not necessarily for the air purification, but for the noise. It's, okay. it's a really nice, constant noise. Okay. Better like than a that. fan, I'd say. All right. Uh, are you ready for me to read the context? I'm ready. And remember, how do I sleep through my mom's obscene snoring? I have trouble sleeping as it is, also with the addition of my mom's snoring that I not only have to deal with for the next two nights, but also back home through the walls. I love her very much and know she can't help it, but I cannot stress how bad it is. If you've heard a cat snoring, multiply that by 30 and add a serious lack of pattern, and you've basically got me mum snoring. Again, I love her and I don't blame her for this. It's incredibly difficult to sleep, to sleep with, and I just want any advice on how to either block it out completely or get her to sleep or get to sleep before her. Because I don't know how long I can go on without just sleeping outside at this point. Products or methods or any advice is welcome. Just help me sleep through me mum's snoring. How was that? Scale that was, of 1 to 10. That was a freaking 10. Really? That was great. Okay, I Good appreciate job, that. I mean, I could see... A little British boy. A little British boy. <laughs> just, just typing away at his computer. <laughs> my mummy's keeping me awake. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. I mean, that we already once. gave him all the advice. I don't even know what, what else to give him. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the products from you and the methods from me. I mean, I guess a floor fan is also a I'm kind of curious what other people said. Someone says, get her nose strips. Oh, it's worth thinking about stopping her snoring. Okay. Um, 
Oh, there are only two comments. There's really not much here. Yeah. Um, I'd say let's let's try the nose strips. If she won't do that, let's drown it out somehow. Yeah, drown it out. And it's only for the next two nights that you got to deal well, with this. Well, and it goes to the house, too, when, she, when they get home. Yeah, and they, but I, I'd assume once you're in a different room, it's not going to be as bad, you know, once you're at the house. You can also hang up, like, soundproofing stuff, you know, like, for recording rooms. Yeah. Maybe go to Amazon and get some. Just, just the foam that you can just tack on the wall. Just hang up all over her room. Take the pictures down. Take the TV down. Just a checkered board. <laughs> I mean, you can do that in your room. I don't know if I was going to work. I don't think that's how that works, Hunter. It's just keep the sound in. Okay. I don't think it keeps the sound out. It might help. It say. might. I think the easier solution is floor fan or air purifier just drown it out yeah white noise playlist you know whether it's rain that I like or campfire yeah. and was the one I I've had whatever probably the best yeah best thing anyways this has been our advice your what is it our advice your problems our advice you were your one problems. word short I was gonna say our advice your advice our advice your advice our advice your advice we help you you help me our advice your problems my name's Cody and that is Hunter over there please send in your questions Subscribe, follow, like, do whatever you're going to do. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok that Hunter runs. Yes, I do. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace.